Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> Officially, <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year, yeah. <sighs> Finally, in uh, 2022 or yeah. 2020 oh, version two. Better one? Version two, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> version two. Really? Yeah. Um, Hopefully not. I saw. I saw a meme that was like, it was like, oh, you thought you were getting 2022, but it's 2020 the second time. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. don't do that. Fingers crossed yeah, it's not going to be that bad. Let's just hope everybody who watches or uh, listens to this has a great year coming up and, and just be happy in general. Like that's, that's what my New Year's resolution is. Just keep on going with what I do because it makes me happy. I finally found my thing and it works and I'm really happy about it too. Finally found your Wait, thing. I found my thing. I found my great, great job. I found really great people. <gasps> what? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't say that. What Don't answer. Say? Nothing. <laughs> Elle, what did she say? <laughs> Don't worry. Don't I said, worry. um, cheers with our coffee cups. Cheers. 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 Come on. Come on with your microscopic coffee cup. Microscopic, it's normal. She, she, yeah. I know everything's big in America, but uh, damn. I mean, um, apparently. Yeah, Paul showed me something else the other day. Oh dear. Um, what are we? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we are back with myself, Skell, the Funky Fox, and Sassy Cass. Um, Hello. So yeah, as said, uh, big Happy New Year to everyone. Um, we're recording this on the first of January. 2022 so um literally i think we've just uh pretty much all rolled out of bed uh and jumped yeah. onto this <laughs> some, some 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 of us a little later yeah, some, than, some of us a little bit later and thankfully that segues straight into my first thing which is what uh bad habits would we like to get out of in, in 2022 what? that's what <laughs> you um, wanted to talk bad about habits? Yeah, yeah definitely Rude. bad habits for me um I don't, I don't really acknowledge any bad habits. I, yeah, maybe, maybe quit smoking. That's the only thing that's bad, but I don't, or, I don't know. Or like unproductive things or whatever. Anything that you feel is maybe slightly negative or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm spending way too much time on video games sometimes. I can really Talking get lost into video games. <laughs> um, and that's fine too, but some things are laying around because of that. Like I still need to do my laundry like two times. And I'm thinking, nah, not today. Not today. I can wear something else tomorrow. I have enough clothes. So that's like sometimes be a little less lazy than I am. Yeah. That's what it is for me. Yeah, I think for me it for I've got <sighs> try and stop snacking as much as I do because I snack all the time, like throughout the days, and especially if there's like chocolates around, big weakness. Um, and then... No, you literally are shaped like a god. You uh, don't need that. Uh, Who has a god too? Uh, that's true. Shaped like a fat one, maybe, but the the god of food, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely just not saying the funny yeah. things when I'm drinking. Please don't say the funny things, because it's just going to go all over my computer, and all of a sudden I'm not going to be here anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not here for most of the time anyway. No. Because you're late. Yeah, like because you're late. Yeah. <laughs> Time management. That's her so thing. We can fill it in for yeah. her. Like, like she'll be. We we agreed to do this podcast like half an hour before yeah, this. So, yeah, and she so, wasn't there. She was the one who made the plan to be early. Yeah, she requested to do it early. Yeah, because we we are literally recording like six hours earlier than we do normally. Um, and we were up and running. I think you were the first in. I was like two minutes later, and then Cassie came in like half an hour later or so. Okay, I know. I know. Casually it. late is a thing, but yeah. not that late. Come it on. is a thing. I set my alarm for PM instead of AM. Okay. Okay. Let's get that out of the way right now. And that's why she's the blonde. Yep. <laughs> and that's why Skell has to lead over everything. I here. would like to work on. Wow. <laughs> dogs she going, would like to dog, work on I think, I think the dog's going crazy I, people that's why she yes, cut out the dog yeah. is going crazy and I have my nephews here and my son and they're all in the living room playing Fortnite and I'm gonna throw something against the wall um, in the new year Not I would dog, like though. to work on my awareness 
Which I guess my time management oh. kind of fits into that. Wins. Like my awareness of things. So <laughs> my awareness of time, my awareness of people in the games that I'm playing, like I, like I just have no awareness. Like Luca um, would say, no shot, bro. No shot. That I don't think it's happen. gonna work. And I'm gonna work on it. Like That's true. I'm gonna work on my time management. And you know what? It's not only in like the streaming world. It's not only in like my you know our podcasting like my time management at school is really good but because i have timers set for everything and because i work so much out of school i have everything planned to a t so like yes i'm one of those people that will be like oh like i had all this stuff planned and now you're just throwing an assembly at me and all my plans are ruined but i i flow with it like it's fine it's not a big deal but inside i feel like i'm gonna explode um but it seems like outside of school my time management is a lot more like flimsy and i it's because it's not just me like when i'm at school my time management is just me handling everything with my alarms going off knowing when to switch things and what to do but at home it's like i have three other people and a dog and two cats that you know kind of dictate what i'm doing so like when i'm streaming I can't stream at the time that I want to stream if I have to go to a basketball game or if I have to cook dinner and I didn't get home until an hour later. So now my dinner is pushed back. Like it's just time management is so important. And I feel like I like outside of school, that's like my, that's my biggest thing I need to work on, which comes, you know, with the alarms and getting up late and coming to podcast late and <laughs> stuff like that. So I'm trying, but it's, it's difficult for me. It is difficult. <sighs> uh, what, what's this awareness of people or what? People in games. In games she rather right shoots then. a wall yes. than she shoots people. I do shoot walls. Oh, okay, lot. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I shoot right. trees a lot too. I run into trees with cars, with planes, with my body. Yeah. In game only, by the way. Yeah, in game. Yeah. 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 Well, well yeah. as far as we know, Fox. I've never gotten yeah, to yeah. an accident. I, <laughs> I wouldn't want her to fly like a plane and crash into something no. um, in real life. That no, but it'd be, be funny if she walked into a tree occasionally. Yeah, that w or a stop sign or something um, like that. Miss you know? Pizza went into a pole at Hershey Park the one time. We were walking out. It was, she was young. She was probably like eight or nine maybe. And we were walking out and it was dark out. And she's like turned around talking to i don't know if it was me it was scream queen or his mom cast she turned around talking to us and like she turns back and just smack right into the pole and i was like <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny and then everybody laugh oh, yeah definitely okay and she's like i'm fine i'm fine i want to be burning yeah. right now shame <laughs> but i'm fine yep yep Hopefully, hopefully, like a thousand people uh, saw it though. That would be—that's the best. It's when you don't want yeah, people to see yeah. it. <clears throat> yeah, that's the best. But then it always happens when you don't want it. It always happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Oh, so, so I mean, that's what I think. I also agree with the snacking though. But I feel like since I had COVID, I don't do a lot of snacking because I still can't taste a lot of things, and my smell is still off. So, I said to KP maybe that was the issue all along is I smell things and I'm like, Oh my God, like now I'm hungry, even though I wasn't hungry because I've noticed like, since I lost my smell and taste, I was eating like one time a day and I was only eating because I needed to take the zinc vitamins. So I was like forcing myself to eat in the morning, but then I didn't eat again until the next day because I wasn't hungry because I wasn't smelling food. But then mm. now like the smell starting to come back and I'm noticing that I'm more hungry now that I can smell things. It's just really weird how that works. I don't really know. I don't know. Since I live on my own, I don't have a regular eating schedule as well. I, I cannot eat for a single day and do not care about it. If I'm not hungry, I won't eat. That's what mm. it is for me. Yeah, like, I will. No, yeah. But you have to, it's different for you because you have like people to take yeah. care of. I am on my own and then I'm losing time. Like I'm editing a video or I'm doing something different. And then I'm thinking, well, oh, it's like 10, 10 o'clock. Oh, I need to get ready for bed. 
And I haven't even haven't even thought about food. It's not unhealthy. It's just like I don't I don't really I enjoy food very much, don't get me wrong, but if I'm if I'm not hungry, I won't but cook you're for a myself. Smoker, Fox. You're wow. Why are you calling me it's out just, right yeah, now? This is shaming. below the waist. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> a thing. You didn't know that? That's a thing. That's an actual thing. The if you are a smoker, hell, yes. it, it um, replaces food. So, like, that's why um, my sister-in-law said that when she quit smoking, she gained weight. Because she was then replacing the smoking with eating. But when she was smoking, she didn't feel that it was necessary to eat. Because she was doing the motion, so her can body, I, can I, I guess, was confused. Uh, can, 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 I, can I? Can I? Just, can I just? You're quitting smoking. It, can no. I just interject for one second? I'm going to send you nicotine if, packs. If anyone listening to this wants to lose weight, we are not promoting smoking. By the way, not. <laughs> we are not. No. <laughs> no. We are not. No. Just no. wanted to make sure we put that out there. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, PSA: <laughs> Don't smoke. I don't, don't smoke. Don't do it. Um. I was going to say, uh, so I, the other thing that, so I think it's easier for me and Fox because we live on our own. So it's easier yeah. for me, obviously, to plan my like food shop as well. So, and that's, so I actually find that, so now I do all my shopping online for food. So it gets delivered to my house rather than going out. <laughs> and, um, but I actually, I rather that I've done that because I, when I'm walking around the supermarket, I walk past like the chocolates and I go, yep. oh, I'll, I'll just grab a, I'll just grab a bag. I'll yeah. just grab a bag. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I won't eat too. it right away, but I will, yeah. I will definitely take that one home. Maybe one. Oh no. And then the but, bag's empty. So the worst one, the one, worst one for me is I'll often walk past the chocolate aisle and I go and I look down it and I go, no, 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 I'm going to be good. I'm not. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then I get to the, as I would call it, crisps. But chips over there chips. in the US. Um, I, I get to that aisle and I go, oh well, I'll just I'll just buy a big like family pack of this yeah. instead. And it's like I said, I was going to be good. So you're just trading one. Yeah. Yes, other. exactly. Um, whilst because I do it online, I don't have that like urge to order yeah. stuff. So I was going to ask you if you have that urge, yeah, because I am still going. I'm really good at food shopping. I just make a list and I'm shopping what I need mm. to shop. And then I'm out. I don't get seduced by by candy. I don't really. Sometimes I really have the urge, and then I'm just going for like a chocolate bar or something. But um, the thing for me is, I I had that too, where I was like, um, if I have candy at my house, it's it's going. Like I'm eating, but I'm eating it all. Even if I'm sick, I'm eating still. <laughs> That's my problem. Where there's like a family pack, I'll eat the whole family pack. I don't care. So I stopped buying that and now my mom, um, because that's what moms do. I told her I did not eat yesterday because I was not hungry. And then the next day there was like a, there was like a whole shopping bag full of like food. And she says, Aww, well, you have to eat this. And I'm like, mom, I'm not hungry. And she said, yes. And I still <laughs> ate. Um, so because she knows it's, it's, I don't really have to take care of anyone besides my cat but my cat eats well so i'm good right so when i yeah. lived on my own it was really only like i want to say like four months or something um before kp and i moved in together um again because we broke so we had like a little break and then we got back together um for that four months i could tell you i barely ate anything because i was living in an apartment and i was working at a daycare so i would have coffee when i got to the daycare and then for lunch, like whatever I had, maybe celery and peanut butter, but like my fridge was not stocked because I lived in a very tiny apartment. I did not have a lot of money. Um, I would come home from work. I went out for a run and then I would come back. I every day made either a bowl of ramen noodles or a bowl of pasta, sometimes with a salad, sometimes not. And then that was it. And then by the time I was done eating, it was like eight o'clock. I watched a little TV and went to bed and that's all I did for four months. It was insane. But then now like, so I struggle with weight. Um, I always have, even when I was in like high school, like I've always struggled with, you know, not being super thin. Um, and so I've done things like the meal replacement shakes and things like that, which are great in theory. 
They're great in theory. I love them, especially in the summer because they're cold. I like to make them frozen instead of just like milk or water. Um, mm -hmm. And they taste really good and they keep me refreshed and hydrated. But the problem is for them to be effective, you eat them for dinner. So yeah. I was having one for either breakfast or lunch where I was having two meals a day. So I would have one shake for either breakfast or lunch. And then for dinner, I would have a meal. Well, I tried for 25 days. I did it. I lost like 15 pounds. I did it for dinner. But can I tell you how freaking hard it is to sit at a dinner table after you've prepared dinner for an hour and sit there with a shake and watch your family eat a meal but, that you know is good because you made it and you can't eat it. I it really think so horrible. I really think that's messed up with our society these days. Right. By the way, I wanted to talk about that. It's a segue, but I, I'm looking on Instagram too, and I see a lot of like thin, really thin, healthy, like happy people. And I, I got over it because I feel like uh, there's a lot of body shaming going on. If you're like a bit bigger, there's no problem in that, by the way. Nope. Um, but... Um, I think the skinnier you are, the unhappier you are, and I can even tell why I think that. It's just because you have the feeling you have to be thin all the time. So you have to work out, eat shakes, be cautious of what you eat. You can't go to like McDonald's twice a month because you feel like you're getting fat. And that's what's wrong with these days society, because everything that you see on the internet portrays that you're happy if you're thin. And that's right. my problem too. So um, I'm not the skinniest, but I'm not fat, but I'm, I'm good the way I am. I started learning that um, because I am good the way I am, but it's like mentally really hard. I, I really get why people uh, get anorexia, to be honest, yep. like, yeah. because if you see like a supermodel, everybody wants to look like that. If you're a girl that age, I think with men, it's different than with women i think i don't really think that i'm seeing a guy with great abs i'm like wow i need to lose 15 pounds to look like that yeah. that's maybe my mindset well, but so skell and i are a little older and i don't know if skell if you remember when like we were just called me old. growing up no yeah. i said we're a little older than fox um literally growing up okay. like as a kid in middle school and high school um, the only things that we ever saw were the really thin people. Like, think about Paris Hilton. She literally had no body. She was, like, mm -hmm. nothing. Um, her, there was the models. Um, what is the one that they have in Family Guy? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember her name. Is it Kate Middleton? No. Kate Middleton. I can't Kate remember Austin. her name. But they, they make fun of the one model who mm. was, like, super anorexic thin and like that's oh, yeah. all we saw like any runway models they were all like super skinny yeah and so growing up you kind of thought like that was the only thing that was attractive that's the only thing that was worth it well yeah so i, I think um our, our society is still not perfect obviously but i think it is better so you're right you know back in the day and this is why i don't like really shopping at um uh like like fashion brands fashion brands is that the right well you know yeah, so yeah. you you go to you look at all these fashion awards and you're right like all these women you know for a long time they were promoting size zero and it's like no one right. should be size zero Who wants to be a size zero <laughs> and so there's a um there's a shop it's a major brand i don't know whether i should shame them or not <laughs> um so well, so it's it's uh, Hollister, which is part of the Abercrombie and Fitch um, yeah. brand. Yeah. And one of my friends went to work there, and she's a size. Now, obviously, I don't know what the difference is in the US, but she's size. Because they're yours are numbers, right? Yeah, she's a size six or eight. I can't quite remember. And she got told that she was too big. Mm -hmm. And I was like. And when she came back and told this was at uni, what when she came back and told us, we were like, "What do you mean?" Like they were like, "Oh, you need to drop a size or two. And it's like, "What? What's that about?" And I, I remember like there was back in this was what twenty ten sort of time. Um, 
there was like some news articles which came out in the UK around like Hollister where they said that, for example, they dim their, if you go into their shops, their lights are really dim and it's so that yeah. people can't really see what they look like when they're wearing the clothes. And then the other thing was that um, they've been found on like two occasions. Again, hopefully it's changed, but I don't go into that shop because of what's happened um, where uh, they hired people who had like disabilities as in like a prosthetic arm or whatever. And they then only put them in backroom jobs because they didn't want people to see them at front of house. And it's like, I, that like whole kind of mentality and that like promoting size zero, it's just completely wrong. And I think we've got better, we got better, but we're still not there in terms of promoting, you know, it's, it's good to, or it's fine to be, you know, of a certain weight. There, there's, there's like a happy kind of medium, you know, you know, or range rather than the medium that you can like be within. Obviously you shouldn't go too far away. You're bedridden and you can't, move but at the same time you shouldn't be you know absolutely stick thin and it's like what they're portraying as well and it's the same it's getting better i i get you um but i the same for me is with mental health now yeah. there's a lot more attention to it which is really good yes. because it's literally a disease that it's not seen but it is there and it's really really uh good that there's more awareness to that um but I still think it's a shy topic to uh, talk about because nobody, everybody that thinks that they should talk about um, might think that they're crazy. So mm. that's the problem with the mental thing. But the, the body shaming, I really, I really don't get that. I really uh, think that everyone should be happy on their own. Even if you're like, if you weigh like 140 kilos in, uh, I don't care. Like that's a lot. I get it. I don't get it. Scale, be like three hundred fifty towards four hundred pound. So that's kind of where what I wanted to say is like, one, it's it's kind of just human decency. Like if you don't want to date someone that weighs that much, then don't date them. There's no reason to make fun of them. Like you're but, not perfect either. But I think that instead of promoting, you know you know, 400 pounds, like this is perfect, or, you know, 90 pounds, this is perfect. They should be more working on being healthy because there are people that are 250 pounds that are not stick thin, don't have abs, but they work out regularly. Their heart is in good condition. Like it's not about your skin. It's about how your body on the inside fares because that person could probably live longer than the anorexic 90 pound person who, you know, doesn't take care of themselves. Isn't so, it just about how, how you feel? And like, yeah, but I that don't... person feels great because they're working out. They're still eating, you know, the, the things that they want to eat. They're not restricting themselves from everything. Like yeah. some people do. It's just, but you limit I yourself to one number again. I think even if you're like 400 pounds or 250, if you're good at where you're at, if you're happy, then it's then it's yeah, fine. It at least when I'm dating, you said something about like being bigger size, which is great. But if for me, it's about personality rather than uh, how big you are. Like if you are not, if you are, I rather date someone who is really happy with themselves, but a bigger than somebody who is who weighs like two hundred pounds and is miserable because she thinks. She needs to work out like five times a week to be able to be happy, which is not the thing at all. I, for me at least, yeah. but if you're getting happy with uh, five times with going to the gym five times a week, then be my guest. I, I think. But I think generally you'll find that people, when I said like that range, you'll probably find that people within that range are generally happy, and that range, I mean, is big. It might be from hundred and twenty pound to like. 350 pound or whatever it obviously depends on your height and you know yeah. things like that because big shows like 500 pounds it's like seven foot four so it doesn't yeah. doesn't look anything on him but um i think you'll find the people who are very anorexic or overweight to the point where they're like bedridden you probably find mm -hmm. aren't actually that happy because the kind of quality of their life isn't generally as good hmm. um i i, I get that like but 
Yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. You can go. Um, I think it's more about we should stop body shaming people. That's what it is. If you are 400 pounds but have the time of your life and are happy the way you are, just enjoy it. Why do other people always have to judge others? Like, look at your freaking self. If you're, if you (laughs) need to judge people, you're not happy with yourself. I'm, I'm getting annoyed because of people. I, I had that too, where there was a guy like, wow, you suck. You are fat. And I'm like, maybe because, but I don't care. I at least have people that care about me and I'm happy. Who do you have? That's, that's normally what, what I do because I don't think it's really fair to judge people on their appearance. That's what it is. I'm not, I'm not a Brad Pitt, but I'm. I think I'm not ugly. I'm good. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what you all should. This is turning yeah. into a wholesome podcast. <laughs> but, um, I think that you should find your own thing. Like I found mine. I have a great job. I'm I'm gaming with people I really love. I'm seeing people outside. I'm enjoying my food. I eat regularly. I work out. I'm good. If I'm not working out like three times a week, I'm good too. I'm happy. That's what it should be all about. Yeah, it's, it's it's your it's own your it's your own personal kind of. My granddad where, gave where you want the, to be. My granddad gave the perfect thing for me. He said, "Like, well, they don't have to live your life, so who cares what they are saying? If oh, you're yeah. happy, then live your own life, and that's yeah. what it should be about. Live life with the people that make you happy, yeah. or the people you need. Like, my boss doesn't make me happy, but." I need it to be happy. Yeah. I need to money be to be happy. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like the best thing for me to be able to be happy. So yeah. that's what it is. I, I generally, look, if I if I got like 5 million, I wouldn't work anymore. That's yeah. the thing. But do I enjoy my job? Heck yeah, I enjoy my job. See, do I, I go work. to my job and say, man, I don't, I don't want to today? Yeah, of course I will have some day where oh, I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to go to work. But does it make it a bad job? No. No. Yeah. So I so I think it a lot of it has to do with parenting. Like I was not raised to make fun of people for anything, for any situation. And we actually had this it's funny that we mentioned this because we had this conversation last night while we were watching Cobra Kai. I don't know if you've seen the new season, mm-hmm. but um they actually go from the main characters are in high school and now they're showing the one high schooler's brother who's in middle school. And then there's a new kid that comes in and they are tormenting this kid incessantly. And he is a sweet kid, like comes in happy to be there. And these kids are relentless against him because they, he's new and they just don't like him. And there, he didn't do anything to Mm. deserve that. So we had this conversation on the couch yesterday and I was like, you know, there's absolutely no reason for you to ever be, you know, disrespectful to someone, rude to someone, like nothing. Like, especially, you know, this kid just comes to this school. Why wouldn't you be nice to him? He didn't show you any reason for you to then be disrespectful. Like we teach our children, you are respectful, period. If someone disrespects you, you kind of go away. Like you do not give them the time of day. And some parents do not teach it that way. And I think if you know if your parents are not tough enough in that that area of respect and manners those kids are going to continue to escalate whereas like if you know let's say if mia like called a girl a nasty name and then pushed her there would be consequences for that and she would not do it again and if she did do it again there would be more consequences Whereas some parents are like, oh, don't do that. And that's it. And that's like, that's as far as it goes. Well, I'm sorry, that kid's not going to listen and it's going to escalate. And it's really sad because it's just creating a cycle of nastiness. Like that's where it starts. Great example for that too. Obviously I'm in sales. I I sell bathrooms for a living. Um, So what I do, there was like a woman with like four kids in the shop in the in the store or shop and they they were like getting their hands on everything but literally everything like hands on the mirrors and stuff and i literally asked her can can you please um keep your kids from uh touching Touching everything 
because it's COVID and we, we do need to like wipe everything afterwards. So uh, you can look at it, of course, but don't touch anything. And she was going to me, she was ranting at me. She was like, well, you're not the parent and whatever. I, and I was literally, I bursted. I, my boss laughed afterwards. I just said no, because if it was going to be my kids, I would have grabbed them by the arm and took them outside yeah. and told them not to touch anything. Because I think a lot of parents are soft these days because they think um, this is a society too, where a lot of people just uh, have more of an opinion, which is good, but um, people like parents don't really correct their kids because they think they will be mo emotionally damaged or scarred, yeah. I think. And no way, like my mom did what Kaz said, she did that to me too, because I wasn't even, I wasn't the nicest kid out there, but when I got home and I told her, I either got a beating or I was grounded and it was good. I learned from that and it's done. I'm not mentally scarred for that. It's just good parenting. And that's what it is. Uh, but I can, I can figure why, why some parents just go, no, no, don't do that, Billy. Don't do that. No, bad Billy. And then they do it again and they're like, no, no, don't do it. Please don't. And I'm yeah. like, why? If my kid was running around in a shop screaming, I would be like, let's go out, buddy. We're going. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're going to your room right now and you're sitting here. Yep. Exactly. It's like expecting different results from the same, the same reaction. Definition of insanity. With, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the same with like, Fast. you know, everything. Training animals. It's the same with kids. It's the same with adults. Like if your boss said, don't be late, don't be late, yeah. don't be late. Oh, you're late again. But there was no consequence. I'm going to yeah. be late every day. Who cares? Yep. Like yeah. if there is no reason for me to be here on time, I'm going to be late. I don't care because there's no consequence. But and I, I agree. <laughs> like that's, that's insane. Like, because if you're, if you're taught that way from an early age, that there's no consequence and then it keeps going throughout your life. You're not going to care. You're just going to do whatever. Now, I would not be late to work because, like, if I get fired, I won't be able to eat. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I mean, so what I you're, don't know. what you're telling me, Cass, is that I have to start punishing you for turning up late to the podcast. Yes, yes that's exactly <laughs> what has to happen. Yes, a thousand percent. No, but I, I agree. Like, um, you know, and it was interesting how you said um, what your granddad said to you, Fox. So my gran is very or ground on my mum's side is very christian <clears throat> and she's always taught me obviously it's part of like the bible which is treat others how you wish to be treated yeah. and i think that's always the like way you should go and it was interesting because we were having a chat with my sister um on well just over the like christmas period because she was talking about uh, my nephew's just about to go to uh secondary school which i guess would be your middle school um and we were discussing about oh well what's the closest school to where he lives and she was like oh it's this one but he's definitely not going to that because it's like horrific for bullying and it's like such a shame that like schools get like this like name for or you know this reputation for bullying so she's like oh so the plan is that because uh his parents are so my, my sister and his dad are separated <clears throat> so what they're doing is it based off his address they're going to try and get him in you know certain better schools but he's just like a it's a weird thing where we live in this like society where as you said people are just so weakened to like yeah. everything kids they're too scared to be more yeah. yeah parents are i get i don't get how parenting works because i'm obviously not a parent but i would do something different where i'm like the world is tough out there. Like kids will be kids. So they bully my nephew got bullied. And then, um, basically what my aunt said was like, um, you are not allowed to hit people, but he still did it once. And now he's gone. They do not bully him anymore. That's what my mom told me too. And it's not a good example, by the way, for if you're listening, but if people are bullying, stand up for yourself, just do it. Just big mouth them too. So they know you don't, you, are not playing around. That's basically what it is. You need to show like in a early age, you need to show what you're capable of because people that are like, 
I'm not going to call it weak, but like, like are not too ready uh, to like talk back. They will get bullied because the bullies will think, well, um, it's an easy target basically. And I got always left alone. I did my own thing and I, it's all right. I was like floating in between all groups, which was amazing because I had a good time at, at high school. But um, I, I got bullied one week and then I stood up for myself and never again, right. never. And that's, and that's uh, what some kids lack too. If you're like, no, don't do that, don't do it. They are not prepared to be in the big world because they yeah. get shielded off. Like my mom is a teacher too in like secondary school, I think it is, and uh, or middle school, like um, year two at least. So she's like, she talked to a kid who like was uh, hitting on another kid, like physically hitting another yeah. kid. So she put him in timeout, which is like the reasonable thing to do. And then um, the kid ran to his parents and said, well, um, um, the miss put me in timeout. And they were mad at my mom for doing that. And I'm like, what kind of opposite world is this? Yeah. Are you allowing your kid to hit other kids without repercussions? That's so wrong. Yeah. So I have uh, a good story for this, which is funny because I like I didn't think this would come up, but we literally talked about this last night with my with my husband's mom. Um, because so I don't know how it is where you guys live, but all of the kids now growing up are all so entitled. Like I don't know why you feel like you're entitled, but you're entitled. So there is this kid, um, I don't know who it is. My mother-in-law said it's someone she knows, their 13-year-old. And he did something bad at school. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he was bullying somebody, hit somebody, I don't know. But came home and the dad said, listen, if you do this again, you will get beat with the belt. Like, that's it. Like, you cannot do this. This is your warning. The next time, there's going to be a consequence. Like, I think that's good parenting. You got your warning. You yeah. know that's bad. Now, if you do it again, this is your fault. Like, you have decided to get in trouble for this. Well, that, stu that stupid kid went back to school and told teachers at school, like, spread mm -hmm. it all around, that his dad threatened him. So what happened to the family? The dad got a CPS call, wasn't allowed to live at the house anymore with his three children and his wife, had to move out and get an apartment. Because this kid lied about being threatened. That's not being threatened. You deserve that. Then, a year later, went to rehab because this kid has mental illness, but there's no retracting what happened before. So now this father still cannot live at home with his family because his kid was so entitled that thought, oh, you know, my dad's going to beat me. Well, yeah. If you're hurting someone, you need to have a consequence. I don't necessarily believe it has to be getting beat or whatever, but there has to be something to tell you in your developing brain that that is not okay. Yeah, but all of these kids now think that, you know, getting punished is like the end of the world. I'm going to tell an adult because my mom's that's, mean. That's no, the society now it. too. Like the call he got is like, that's what's wrong with this. Right. Like, he got the call, too. They could have said, like, well, this is good parenting. We let it alone and let right. it slide. But they do it either. They didn't do it either. So it's both of their fault? I think it's they like the system's fault, research. too. They just automatically said, okay, well, we're done. Usually, you have to do research. There has to be other instances where that is considered abuse. Like, you didn't even do anything. Like he didn't yeah. even do anything. He just said he was going to the next time. Well, in a normal brain, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to do that again then, because yeah. like, then he'll yeah. get beat. Like that—that's not threatening someone with murder. <laughs> like yeah. it's not out in the adult world. Like there's like even if like if I threatened you, Scal, and said I'm going to murder you, you can't send me to jail for that. Like. You can, I, like, you can get a restraining order. You can tell and report it, but I don't go to jail. Like, I, like, that's what I don't understand. This is not the movie Minority Report. You can't 
you know, put someone in jail or, you know, whatever, arrest them for something that they didn't commit, a crime that they did not do. Like, that yeah. is what's wrong with our yeah. society. I, th I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, so, so I, I think only once did I ever get um, a smack bottom when I was, like, young for being, like, naughty, but, but that was it. <clears throat> but because uh, my parents worked away a lot, I had to have a, a, a nanny look after me for quite a bit. Um, and the way that she dealt out punishment to me, money, <laughs> rich people problems, <laughs> yeah, rich people problems. Um, but the way that um, she dealt with me and how I think I managed to kind of grow up so well without you know my parents almost having too much involvement was if I did something really good, so maybe like help someone, I got a treat. You know, almost like you do with a dog. Like if if, if you yeah. do something good, it's like here's a treat. You know, it would be like, do you want some ice cream? Do you want a McDonald's? Do you want something? You know, um, or do you want? To, you know, or you get an extra hour or whatever watching TV. But then if I was naughty, I'm really ticklish. So she would literally sit on me and then tickle me to death. So I was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm never being naughty again. <laughs> that that's it. <laughs> No, but that's that's how the normal human brain should work. You get punished. You set base rules, and you have to be uh, have to get your thing to to like work it. Like if if I told you do not kick the dog, and you kick the dog, there's repercussions. One hundred percent. That's what it is. And kick the dog is like really a really hard example because if you kick the dog anyways, it's wrong. But um, if you don't do something that you shouldn't be allowed to do, then there's repercussions, even if it's time out. I, I put my nephew a lot on the stairs, like a closed off area where there's a stairs and he, he's like two minutes in the stairs. And um, my friends came over the other day and I had my nephews on, uh, coming over too, to like, because my, my, my aunt needed to go. And then... I, I put both of them on the stairs, but both of them on the upstairs and one on the downstairs because otherwise they will communicate and just riot again. Um, so then they both cried and my, my friends were like, why are you doing this? They're crying. And I'm like, no, he needs to learn yeah. his actions and that they're not good. And after a minute, he asked me, uh, Fox, can you come and can, can I go out? And then yes. And then he apologized. So it was all fine. But that's like, his repercussion of his error. I think he threw like a Lego block at his brother or something. That's what he did. And it's not bad because it's a kid. So he did not murder him or something, but he needed to put in timeout. Yeah. And, and then my nephew um, said to my aunt, yeah, he did that. And he was, and my aunt was like, yes, do you want one more minute? Because you can get it. That's like basically what it is. He does not get emotionally scarred because he only has to sit on the stairs, but he definitely knows he did something wrong. Like hitting with a belt, I don't know what kind of severe action. I wouldn't really reside to like hitting something, hitting someone. But if, if that's necessary, it's necessary. As long as you don't hit him without cause, that's, yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, and, and reasonable force. I, I, that's yeah, kind yeah, of the thing I was going to say is that th I think the problem is that and you know it happened at like my school and i think it's just like a society thing is that like and the way that uh so i got taught like management just in terms of like managing people was you will spend 99 percent of your time with one percent of the people that you manage and you'll and you'll only spend one percent of your time with 99 percent of the people that you know of your team and that's because that one percent effectively ruin it there will always be that kind of like troublemaking i think that's the same with like society not in terms of like troublemakers but there is that like one percent five percent whatever that go too far with like say beating like children and therefore yeah. like governments have stepped in and you know something like the uk you cannot you know you're not you're not supposed to touch a child in any sort of way physically so you're not supposed to a bell or even a slap and it's that sort of thing of they can then go and contact child services and go my mum hit, you know, hit my hit me and it's like and it's it's that's the, part of a soft society too yeah if it's like i if i grab my nephew by the arm like firmly and pull him away i did not touch him the wrong way i just i just 
told him, made it clear that I'm not liking what he's doing. And he think it hurts, but not too much. So he think it hurts, so we won't do it again. That's yeah. what it is. Mm. I don't, I, I actually agree with you. Don't slap people too hard. But my mom did it too with like a slipper. Yeah. She made, she hit me once on, on my ass and it was fine. Mm. I, it hurts. Yeah. I could tell you, you could not sit for an hour and then you would learn yeah. that it's not the right thing. But am I emotionally scarred? Nope. Am I glad she did it in the end? Yes. Not, right. but not at that point. You yeah. learned a lesson. Yeah. We I deserved got, it. Yeah. We got smacked with whatever was close. So, <laughs> and, and KP will tell you the same thing. If we, if my mom was in the kitchen and she had a wooden spoon near her, that's I was going to say, wooden, wooden spoon, I, I've heard. They hurt too. Yeah. Like but like, bitch. I feel like I became a better person and a better mom because I kind of understand and understood as I got older, like there, there needed to be consequences. Like um, Mia at 11 years old stood in the corner for an hour because she stole something like, so Paul came home with a bunch of $2 bills, which are very rare. And he got them from someone at work as payment. So he did a job for someone and they paid him in $2 bills. So it was really cool to have them because you don't see them very often. So we were going to stick them in our safe box and have them for, you know, a long time from now when they would be worth something more. And she stole them and spent all but like five of them at school on like ice creams and chips. And we didn't even know until one day, like they were gone. And it was just like mind boggling. Like she had never done anything like that before. It was like, wow, what? Like, I don't even how and she lied and lied and lied and lied incessantly like did not tell the truth and finally i would just go stand in the corner you're 11 years old i shouldn't have to do this to you but go stand in the corner she stood there for an hour and cried and i'm like that's you're lucky i didn't beat you like that yeah. was that that action not only the stealing but then the lying on top mm. of it yeah the lying is worse yeah is a offense that you should get smacked for but mm -hmm. we didn't. We chose the corner. Now, guess what? She didn't do it again. When I was young, um, and this isn't my fault, and you're going to know this, but God, I got in trouble for it. My sister, Nicole was probably, I want to say she was like eight or nine. I was using nail polish remover to take nail polish off. So I had it in like a cup. And I just like put the cup in the sink and just walked away when I was done with it. And I was like playing video games or something. Like I was just doing something. Well, dummy pulled the cup out of the sink and drank some of it. <laughs> I'm like, why? Explains a lot. Yeah. So my yeah. mom was like super livid, like so mad because she drank nail polish remover. Luckily, like she didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. It wasn't enough. But she beat the hell out of me and then kicked me out of the house. So I was like standing outside. Just like standing there crying and like pacing. I was like walking around in circles and I was probably 10 years old, maybe 11, maybe 11. I don't even think I was that old. And it's like, even though it wasn't, it was not my fault. Like Nicole should not have done that. You don't just pick up random glasses out of the sink to drink it. My kids know that, but maybe they only know that because I went through this. I don't know. Maybe they're yeah, just smart. It, yeah. I have no idea. It's like really, it's like really easy. Did I do it again? Yeah. No, I never did that again. Yeah. Even as an adult, like anything I put in the sink is always dumped yeah. because I learned my lesson. I think I think that's a mothery instinct too from your mom that she that she went like with a heavy reaction because it's your kid and there's like literally on the back of you drink this. There's a great possibility you die. Right. Um, so I, I get it. Uh, that she reacted it to, onto you. But nowadays, people will indeed say, oh, you beat your kids, you're a bad parent, you're going to jail for this. And I'm like, how? It's like correcting. It's like a lesson. We can all make mistakes. That's what we do. That's why we're not perfect. But, except for you, Skel, because you're damn near perfect. You're so perfect. But um, <laughs> that's that's what you do. Just you make mistakes to learn from them. And if it's like standing in a corner and after you learn from that. But people nowadays need to learn their, um, their actions. Like 
what, what the outcome will be. To me. Those same people are the people that if they got a puppy would put a shock collar on that dog to stop them from biting, to stop them from leaving the yard, but they won't discipline their child. Yeah. Yeah. Because they think it's wrong. Yeah. But a child can learn in a wider expanse than a dog. Like a dog only has so much that it can learn. As a human, we have so much to learn about the world. And you're not willing to discipline your child, but you're willing to discipline your dog. Yeah. A dog that can't sometimes control certain habits because it's a prey animal. Like it, you know, that, that does not make any sense to me. And that it like hurts, it like hurts your soul for things like that, where you see these kids that you know were not disciplined as a kid, like you see them in high school or middle school, who just act like the world revolves around them and that they can do whatever they want to people. And it's like, no, like we're trying to create a community of caring. And that's that's the thing. And that will create like an unstable next generation because they all think they can be untouched and they are not. Like it's a reality check. When I work, I work for a for a man that was like almost eligible for his pension. So 64. So he, he came out of a whole other generation. So he did stuff different than what I did. I disciplined my staff other than he did. He was like yelling at them a lot and stuff. And I chose like the soft approach, but still firm. So whenever something's not done right, I always learn into leading like a leader always works the hardest doesn't matter what it's always i was there 80 hours a week and people were like um you're invisible and i'm like uh did you really see what i do daily like i'm working 12 hours a day just to clean up some of your mess i literally changed shifts with somebody one day like uh no two days in a row he said wow your job's easy and i'm like okay let's switch Let's do it. And then I went on a working floor and I had the time of my life and he came running back like four hours later, like so hard. I don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, yeah, it's because of what I do. And it's the same. It's, it's like the generation thing too. Um, we should, we are getting a generation of people who are mentally unstable because they think they can do everything they want. That's the problem. That's why we have mental health problems because we, um, we are not disciplined enough. I think some happy with what I am, but I, um, I really think it's a shame that people need to bully, but they will, they will, they will get it eventually that it's not right. I, I'm not proud of this, but sometimes I said nasty stuff to people too, when I was a kid, but would I do it now? Definitely not, because I've learned to have respect for everyone. Because that's what you said too, Skell. Um, that's what my mom and my granddad said too. Um, treat others the way you want to be treated. If you are uh, bad mouthing somebody else, then you can expect them to do it back. Yep. And you can't complain about it because you started it. That's nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. And you're right. Like I, I did you know some stupid things and like said some really nasty things to like people um you know when i was younger in in fact that's probably the um i would think that's the reason that me and paul didn't ended up becoming such good friends because i actually uh when we first met probably would say bullied him and then when i found something out out about his like family situation i went ah oh, crap i feel so bad now for like what i've done and, you know and that was just because it was a weird thing where I, I considered him a friend but at the same time i was like i'm quite happy to like say certain things about you and then when i found out a certain thing i was like ah like i i now, I now feel really really bad for what i did and, and then i was like i'm gonna make sure i make up make it up to him and i think that's how we then managed to get like so close was just because from that point i kind of worked out well actually you know what he's a really sound guy and um yeah we'll just we'll just uh 
I'll, I'll link 20, this episode. I'll link this episode to Paul. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you will not believe that you said nice words to him. But that's like Without that is like some of it. Like you don't know what people are dealing yeah. with in their home lives. Like you don't know, you know, how they fare on a daily basis. Like it's it's so sad that like people will just you know just relentlessly go after these people like you could be dealing with a death in your family or you know you're putting food on the table because your parent is a drug addict like you don't yep. know so you know that comes you know scale that's exactly what we're talking about with the parenting like you inside have a conscience yes that as soon as you realized what was happening you were like oh crap like yep. I don't want to make it worse. Yeah, I want to be there for my friends. And and I went around, so that it, it wasn't just me. There was like I think there was two, it was two or three other guys who were like saying the same sort of thing as I was. And as soon as I realised what I'd been saying and like how much it probably was impacting him, I then went and made sure that they didn't do the same as well. And you know, I mean, thankfully we were obviously well kind of brought up because everyone agreed. Yeah, okay, we we need to. Yeah, you know, and I, we were only seven or eight or whatever at the time. So but there's a lot of people that do not have the no. conscience you have. Exactly. And they'll just bully and um that's that's what I'm really worried about too. I, I read a story of a guy who didn't have branding clothes, like they didn't have uh their their family was not rich, so they were they were um they were just eating if if they could yeah. just afford food and stuff. Which is fine, by the way, um, but he didn't wear brand clothes, so he didn't wear Nike shoes or whatever. He he got it as a at a second retailer, and people were bullying him about yeah. it every day. And um, this guy, in the end, took his own life because people uh, bullied him that much, and they didn't even see the consequence of what they're doing. And that's what I'm afraid of too. If you like, a, a child's mind is so fragile. So you need to teach them what to do. But if people would have told me every day for like six, seven years that I'm shit, that I am not worth anything, stuff like that, stop horrible stuff, people say, then I would believe that too. And I would be like, oh, let's end it anyways. So I'm so glad that there's like uh, programs for it now and that there's more attention to stuff like this. Um, and especially now, because we live in a day and age where if you get bullied, people will act out, but not in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Right back to the entitledness of these kids. Like, you know, when we grew up, and it's funny because Paul said this like a couple months ago, when we grew up and in high school, the cars, once we started driving that came into the parking lot, were like broke down, like rust on them, like... Mm -hmm shitty cars and there were some nice ones like there were a couple kids who had like you know new cars or cars that were newer who were handed down from their parents but for the most part like we all had crap cars yep. and now you go into a, a high school parking lot and it's like bmws yep. and explorers and brand new trucks and it's like teach your kid to work yep. for what they have because these people don't want to work in yep. america they want to be on welfare they want to be socialists where, you know, everybody shares it. So it doesn't matter if Fox works 12 hours a day, mm -hmm. I can work nothing and still share the same amount of, you know, whatever utilities, you know, everything. And it's like, no, our, our society is going downhill because people do not want to work. People don't want to work hard. Those millionaires worked their ass off to get there. And if you watch any of their documentaries, most of them started from nothing and, and they most of them still so work 90 hours yeah. a week exactly but you know people in society don't care about that they're just like oh my god they have all this money yeah they worked for it like they deserve to have yeah. money and you know what they give to charities because if they give to charities they get a tax break so they're always giving and giving and giving they pay more in taxes like what more do you want from them if you want to be a millionaire get your ass out and go work Go it's just mentality. Yeah. It's just, it is. My, it's my so granddad sad. just opened, um, that's why he got wealthy. He opened like a Windows XP store for like computers in the early age. So he ran programs and he, he's really good at stuff like that. So he got more involved, then he got his own company, then he got more and more. But he worked 80 to 90 hours a week for, for 10 years straight 
and then uh, now he's doing uh, a bit less, of course, but he's still working every day because he can't let it go. It's a workaholic in general, but people don't see stuff like that. Like if you're at the top of a company, you don't see, um, of, or at the bottom, you don't see what the top does, but it's really important too. Yep. That's the problem. Doesn't it make you feel good to work? Like, definitely. I feel like we... I accomplish something every single day. And I mean, my job's different because I work with kids and like teach them things. And that's amazing to me that they learn. But I mean, even when I was a waitress, like I thought every day when I left work, I don't care how tired I was, how much I didn't want to go to work. I felt like I accomplished something. If I sat at home on welfare and was able to do something and I just sat there and collected a check, I feel like my mental health would then deteriorate because I'm not using my brain. I'm not working and accomplishing things and, you know, problem solving and stuff like that. Like I have kids. I can take care of my kids and also work. It is good for you to have that challenge. And I feel like if I didn't work, I would be miserable. I wouldn't yeah, like, have anything to yeah. escape from. My, my parents told me, if you want to have something, just work for it. So I was 14, I wanted to buy the PlayStation and I did. I, I um, saved like after like a spent, of course I didn't work 40 hours a week, but like I did like the whole summer and I, and I got 200 euros and then my dad said okay well i'll pay the other 100 for you because you're saving and that's good you're buying you're working for something that you really want and that's indeed where you come to as well Cass. that if i would have gotten a land rover or like a big car for my parents and they're like oh here you go instead of like a crappy one i wouldn't want to work either because yeah. i because i get anything anyways if i ask for it that's the problem and at least I'm so happy to work for everything I have because that's like that made me so proud of what I have become and what I have. Like my computer, I worked my ass off for this and I'm so happy that I did it because I can fairly enjoy it because I worked for it. I saved for it. It's good. That's what it is for me at least. Yeah, but. no, 100% agree. I think like we said in the beginning, there's... There's there's some things that we're getting right, like talking about mental health more and things like that. Um, I know I actually wanted to give a sh a bit of a shout out here because I was talking to um, Chaotic Kitten or Mia uh, yesterday on uh, her stream, and she was talking about a book that she's writing about men's uh, like mental health and their their um, eating disorder and the fact that it's not being talked about much in um you know society well it, it's just apparently three chapters in i think or something um so yeah no i think that's um he has it on wattpad it's like a it's like a um i guess kind of like a blog type deal um but she has like people who keep asking for chapters yeah. and so hey, where, can you link it to me afterwards because i want to yeah, read that yeah, yeah. Sure. i can have her i can have her send it to you well, you know, what what we can do is, you know, um, and we talked about a little bit about like suicide and things. I think we'll put in a couple of links below for so like each like country that we live in, like people that you can talk suicide to. Prevention. Yeah, suicide prevention. We'll put in um, Mia's I, thing as well as a bit of a link so that people I can read that. I can't stress this enough. If you're watching, listening this podcast, you're enjoying it. If you have something going on, we are here. We all have socials. You can always talk to us. I much rather if you are um, if you are not feeling right, if you want somebody to talk to you, please contact one of us. We will yep. have. We'll always help you. Of course, we're in different time zones, so if we don't reply immediately, don't don't get discouraged. Just do it. If you need help look for help doesn't matter who it is even if it's your your neighbor for who's like 90 if you can talk to him be there for him or the other way around if he can be there for you please do it yep. like taking a life or taking your own life is not the solution no. 100 percent not because you are special in your own kind of way 100 percent. Mm. you may not see it at this moment but you will promise i promise you that yeah and you know, life is difficult and you hit some very bad rough patches. Um, 
but even though it may take a little while or a long while it it, it does get better you know that, yep, that's that's how we learn yeah exactly well with that i think that's a good place to uh end the podcast so uh thank you very much for everyone who's uh been listening make sure every friday oh god 6 p.m uh, e, e, uh wait no what is it 6 p.m gmt 7 p.m uh central european time and uh 1 p.m est socials are down below yeah thank you and uh yeah no thank you very much for everyone who's watched or listened and uh we'll see you on the uh next episode yeah, by the way, i want to I want to oh, make a oh. little quick remark. If you have something yeah. you want us to talk about, yes. please set it in the comments too. Yeah. That's really important Definitely. because um, we like to talk about a lot of stuff uh, and we keep rambling because that's what we do. But if you want to focus on a different kind of topic, like we are kind of keeping away from like the whole political thing because that's a whole opinion in its own. Mm -hmm. But the rest, if you want to talk about something, just let it, just drop it in the comments. Yeah, we'll probably start the uh, beginning of the next episode off uh, saying that as well, just so we catch people. But yeah, definitely agree with that. We want to um, try and get uh, people suggesting stuff. I mean, it, it makes my life a little bit easier planning these things. But <laughs> but no, it'd be, it's, it's good to get uh, the audience's uh, input because you know we want to know what people want to talk about and we'll obviously give our opinions and we'll discuss kind of how that is between the three of us things we live in different countries. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much, Bye. everyone. Thank and we'll see much. you soon. We'll see you Bye, Bye for now.